Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. Recently, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said, and I quote, modern Israel is the only true free nation throughout the entire Middle East. No country is perfect, but Israel, like America, holds itself to an incredibly high standard. Israel is a majority Jewish nation, but the government doesn't force Jewish beliefs on others. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is right. Israel is a democracy, and like any democracy, there are issues of justice and injustice that need to be addressed. And we're going to address those issues today, Steve. Today we're going to have on the program Flavia Savald, who is the CEO of the Jerusalem Institute of Justice. And she's going to be talking about the work that she's doing in the area of discrimination towards religious minorities in Israel, uh, like evangelical Christians and other religious minorities. Uh, Flavia has been working together with Knesset members and the Israeli government, along with the nonprofit world, to create social reforms to benefit uh, all Israeli citizens. Uh, This is really, I believe, going to be an enlightening conversation for our listeners. We look forward to that. But first, in the news, in June, the United States brought together many Arab Muslim countries and Israel during an economic workshop in Bahrain. The workshop was called Peace to Prosperity, and it sought to pave a new path toward peace between the Palestinians and Israelis. The summit was the first major step toward peace offered by the Trump administration. In a major step during the summit, Bahrain's foreign minister recognized the historical connection of the Jewish people to the Middle East and to their land, saying, and I quote, Israel is a country in the Middle East. It is part of the heritage of this region. The Jewish people have a place amongst us. Sadly, the Palestinians refuse to participate. It, it is sad that they refuse to participate. And, and here's my take. There's a really, there's a thawing going on right now. It, it's, a, it's a slow thawing uh, in the relationship between the Muslim countries and Israel. A lot of this thawing actually has to do with the fact that uh, President Obama created the Iran deal. The Iran deal was a predominantly a Shiite issue. And so many of the Sunni countries... Uh, Sunni Muslim countries are actually allying themselves in some capacity uh, with Israel. Uh, so again, this isn't like a major thaw. There's no diplomatic relations being created or uh, a peace deal on the horizon. However, Gulf states like Bahrain, who were once very anti-Israel, are inviting Israelis and other Muslim countries together to hash out the Palestinian-Israeli issue. And I'm going to tell you, this is a big step to hear the foreign minister say this is a big step to recognize the state of Israel. However, the Palestinians, once again, let me just say this, they once again missed an opportunity to be diplomatic, and they missed an opportunity to have their voices heard, which doesn't bode well for their relationship with Israel, uh, their relationship with the United States, or these Muslim countries. Flavia, great to have you with us. Thank you for having us. Shalom to all. Uh, and you're coming from Israel, right? Yes, I live in Israel, in Jerusalem, our lovely, beautiful capital. It is a lovely, beautiful capital. I just came back from it, and we had a wonderful time over there. Um, and I get excited every time I'm in Jerusalem. We're going to be talking about something that's near and dear uh, to your heart, which is the issue of justice, the the Jerusalem Institute of Justice. Can you share a little bit about the mission and vision of JIJ? Yes, our vision is really to pursue justice in Israel and for Israel. 
using legal tools that we have um, the possibility to 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 use an um, expertise to advocate for freedom of religion, human rights, civil rights in Israel and in the Middle East. We want to promote those minorities that really are suffering from discrimination in the in the in the area, and at the same time we want to promote. The, the 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 legitimacy of the state of Israel as a nation among the nations through our legal international department. This concept of 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 um, freedom of religion, um, you know, rights for all the people of Israel. This goes back to the founding of the state of Israel. I, I remember reading this in the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that where its origins come from? Absolutely. The, our Declaration of Independence, like the American Declaration, is based on, on Judeo-Christian principles of equality and freedoms. And um, those principles are, are also international principles that were also accepted, for example, to, in the International Declaration of Human Rights. So you want to have freedom of religion and, and conscience. Uh, freedom of uh, uh, freedom of worship, freedom freedom of political freedoms, and and the freedom of speech, and and those are uh, those are the basis of a democracy. And Israel is a strong democracy, so that what it, that is what allowed us to to use legal tools if there are discriminations or inequalities under Israeli law. Now, before we get into what JIJ does, I, I have to ask you a question because I, it's on your website, and I think it's a real issue that they're that Israel's dealing with today. Um, you say on your website, we believe that that a, a state that is both Jewish and democratic is not contradictory, but an attainable reality. There is a tension today, isn't there? How can we be a Jewish state and a democracy? Can you flesh that out, and then we'll jump into what JIJ is doing? Yes. And we are a Jewish state and the homeland, the homeland for the Jewish people. We are a nation that was formed as a, as a consequence of the Holocaust of the Second World War. We as Jewish people needed a nation, a place where to go and be safe. And now every Jew from all the nations can come to Israel and immediately receive citizenship because that is the the land that is safeguarding the, the Jewish nation. At the same time, and equally important, is the, the principle of democracy where, where there is plurality and where everybody is equal under the law. And this is exactly what we are as a nation. We are a strong democracy. We have separation of power. We have a strong judicial uh, system and uh, peoples of many cultures, Jews, Arabs, Druze, and so on, live together in equality. Mm -hmm. For JIJ, for the Jerusalem Institute of Justice, can you talk about some of the work that you've done to bring justice for those, uh, for those who are dealing with is issues of inequality, of discrimination? Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. We believe that we need to pursue justice and uh, some minorities in Israel need that legal defense. Therefore, we provide free legal representation to religious minorities that need 
additional help to receive their rights. At the same time, we help them to oblige with all the obligations that they, they have under Israeli law. In, in a way, our free legal defense is helping them, the Christian minorities, establish their lives in Israel and be an integral part of Israeli society. And which it should be, right. Uh, can you share some of the cases that you've had? Uh, you know, I, we had just had a meeting earlier and we had a chance to hear you talk. And some of the cases that you were talking about were so intriguing for our listeners. Can you share some of the, the maybe some of the ones that, you know, would make them excited as well? Absolutely. So as a Jewish majority in Israel, of course, we have a majority of synagogues as our houses of prayer. So our synagogues receive as a house of prayer 100% tax exemption. The, unfortunately, it was that same 100% tax exemption on property tax wasn't applied to Christian houses of prayer. So we thought that was discriminatory, and we took the government to court to bring that issue to light. Fortunately, the, um, the Supreme Court in Israel decided on our side and asked the Knesset, which is the legislature of Israel, to change the law and, and, and in such a way that it would, it would apply to all houses of prayer, including, of course, uh, Christian houses of prayer that's saving millions of dollars per year to, um, to Christian, uh, the, the Christian body to apply their funds to the services that they give instead of on property tax. So this is major. I mean, in America, you know, the idea of a church, a synagogue, um, a mosque receiving tax exemption, that's almost a given in our culture. But in Israel, that was not a given. That wasn't a standard way of looking at things. And, and through JIJ, through the Jerusalem Institute of Justice, you've been able to bring awareness and, and even change the law. Is that what you would say? You change the law and, and providing tax exemption status for churches and, and other houses of worship as well. Yes. So that somebody has to be to advocate. Yes. Sometimes you advocate case per case, but sometimes you advocate uh, in for the general public, and there, those are those cases, like in, in the Supreme Court of Israel, where they affect the whole community, and that's the idea. You want uh, swat mosquitoes or dry the swamp. I so like we that. try to do both, and as much as we can, is is part of the advocacy. And this, well, I mean, you helped. Uh, if you think about it, the the providing tech tax exemption status helps a pastor. In Israel, wouldn't you say that it helps yes. that person, maybe with a salary or hiring another pastor or doing ministry in Israel? Wouldn't you say so? It's a way to growing the community, and um, I'm burdening the community to expand their services so they can they can you know give another service to their community, add another uh, personnel in their offices, or rent a bigger um, place. Yes. And so on. And, and this is important because the community there is of uh, poor means. So any any dollar helps. Let's move to more some of the laws of Israel. You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners might be surprised to hear that prior to December th uh, 31st, 2018, prostitution was legal in Israel. But J.I.J., has uh, something to say about that, doesn't it? Would you like to share? Absolutely. We believe that prostitution and human trafficking as have to be eradicated. 
And it's our responsibility as uh, just civilians and, and just as as um God-loving people mm-hmm. to care about each other. In the Bible, we hear like to take care of the widows, take care of the poor, yes. take care of the stranger in the land. Uh-huh. So why not look at those that are victimized in society and say, what can we do about them? And one thing that we could do as a legal and advoc- advocacy organization is promote uh, change changes in the law that will bring that relief. And one of the things that we did 10 years ago, we started a campaign to um, make the buying of sex prohibited. And uh, we couldn't do it alone. So we created a coalition of organizations, Israeli organizations, that would lobby together and create public awareness as a way of uh, um, putting pressure on the Knesset, on the legislature, to change those laws. So we brought these laws. We also created awareness. And 10 years later, on December 31st, 2018, the Knesset passed the bill. Praise God. Yes, that um, um, prohibit the buying of sex services, charging a fine, big fine to those that actually want and want to go forth and, and, and do that. Additional to that, we secured uh, $30 million for the rehabilitation of those coming out of the sex trade and as a way of like really bringing them out of the streets and restoring their lives. And that was like for us, uh, like a real miracle yes. after working for 10 years. Yes. So. When, when I heard you say that, I just wanted to stand up and clap. That is such real tangible work that the Jerusalem Institute of Justice is doing um, to help the people of Israel, to help the minorities, to help the hurting. Um, uh, for my listeners, we're, we're, we're speaking with Flavia Savald, who's the CEO of the Jerusalem Institute of Justice. And we're going to just take a brief little break. Be sure to stick around. When many of us think of Israel, we think of the land of the Bible. Maybe you've had the privilege of touring the land and to walk where Jesus walked. But what some may not realize is in the midst of the beauty of Israel and growing democracy, the people of Israel struggle day to day in the land. While enjoying many of the freedoms we do here in North America, they are also a young country with enemies on all sides. Yeah, and that's why we develop the Israel Relief Fund here at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Uh, through your donations, bomb shelters have been placed in Israel's dangerous a- uh, areas. Uh, babies and their mothers are being cared for. Many men and women who are trapped in the lives of drug addiction and prostitution are finding freedom at a holistic drug and treatment center in Tel Aviv. And, and, and like we're hearing today with JIJ, the Jerusalem Institute of Justice, the religious minorities in Israel are being defended. And you can donate to the Israel Relief Fund and be part of tangibly helping the Jewish people when you go to foiradio.org or you can call our listener line at 888-343-6940. You can send your donation by mail to the Friends of Israel today, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Again, that's the Friends of Israel today, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. This is your opportunity to give a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus to our Jewish friends. 
Welcome back, everybody. We are speaking with Flavia Savald, who is the CEO of Jerusalem Institute of Justice. Um, you provide pro bono work, free work. And I love what you said in Israel when you say free. You know, sometimes uh, you were telling us earlier in our meeting that that doesn't register, right? The, the the connection isn't made. Is that right when you say free work? Absolutely. Who? I mean, we don't see many lawyers giving free legal aid and having a an organization that is dedicated to giving free legal aid for religious minorities. That is unusual. Yeah. So sometimes... We repeat it, and sometimes when our uh, clients come, they say, is it really free, or is it the first consultation free, or so on, but it's completely free, the whole process, Amazing. if it's educating or going to courts. Flavia, we've been talking about Israelis, but you're not just dealing with Israeli citizens. You're talking about Israel as a nation, and also dealing with the inhumane practices happening within the Palestinian community as well. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so um, we asked ourselves as a, as a legal organization, we see injustices happening and that nobody's talking about, those hidden injustices. And, and we, as an Israeli organization, our lawyers can't go and help in the Palestinian in, in, in the Palestinian territories or under the Palestinian authorities. So when we when we saw those injustices happening in those territories that are governed by the Palestinian authorities, we saw, well, we we can do research, we can write reports, we can uh, use go to uh, international courts and bodies and uh, and show that information on those testimonies. Um, to, to them. So our we have a team of researchers from all over the world, those interns that come for the interns per year for different uh, periods of time that dedicate their time and their intellect and, and to investigate, uh, write um, legal documents and complaints to, the, for example, the International Criminal Court. We presented uh, communication against the head of Hamas, which is a terrorist organization wow. that uh, leads in the Gaza Strip, for war crimes they committed against Palestinian children mm. by militarizing them, uh, using them as human shields, using them for war. The children under the age of 15, from the age of three, they're being indoctrinated towards uh, being um, terrorists. You're literally helping bring awareness not only to what's going on in the Palestinian communities, but you're taking that information, right, and you're bringing it to international the, the international criminal court. That's in, right, and mm -hmm. you brought it to the EU. Is that right as well? As well. Yes. So we write not only uh, big legal complaints, but also memos and reports that are presented to the EU, especially regarding the funding and the double standards the EU considers Hamas as a terrorist organization, and yet funding is coming from the EU to Hamas, which is the leading terrorist organization in Gaza. So there is a double standing that has to be uh, attended to, and maybe then um, the, the funding will change to actually help the Palestinian people and not 
the, those bodies that are trying to abuse their rights. Yes, because, you know, when you look at biblical justice, biblical justice, in my opinion, is not just it talks about the people of the land, but it also is supposed to spread to everybody. Everybody, when it comes to biblical justice, um, benefits under the, the justice that comes from Especially the Lord. Especially so, since in Genesis, we have, you know, God created us all in his image. And it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or uh, Arab or Arab Muslim or Arab Christian or, or whatever it is, God loves you the same. And as people that care about people, and our slogan is um, a, la- a heart for justice, a voice for people, we have to be a voice for those that are suffering, and especially those that are around us are suffering. So this is what yeah. we're trying to do. You know, one of my favorite verses is Micah chapter four, and it's the image of Jerusalem being set up high and justice flows out from Jerusalem into the nations. And I really think that that for us, that picture is when Jesus, the Messiah comes, but that there is there are pictures of it coming. And we believe that that is something that J.I.J. is doing, just sharing the justice that comes from a biblical standard, which is fantastic. And we thank you for the work that you're doing there. You know, what's number one, one thing you want to leave with our listeners when it comes to the Jerusalem Institute of Justice and how can they get involved? So thank you. Yes. So the, uh, we want you to remember that it's important for all of us to saw into justice. We do it through uh, free legal aid to religious minorities in Israel and advancing freedom of religious and conscience. Through doing that, we strengthen the fabric of Israeli society. So we ask you to get involved and sow into justice. Uh, you can you can connect with us through our website, jij.org. There you can follow us in Facebook, Instagram, and um, and follow us also, sign up for our newsletters. And if it's in your heart, also donate to the JIJ. Awesome. That's JIJ.org. JIJ.org. Flavia, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to have you in studio. For my listeners, be sure to go to JIJ.org, and there you can find out more information about the Jerusalem Institute of Justice. There you can find out how to support them as well, right there on their website. And if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I would love to do an internship with them, um, and to find out information about that, again, it's JIJ.org. Flavia, thank you again. Uh, And it was a blessing to have you in our studio. Thank you so much. And it was a blessing for us. And it's an honor to be here. Praise the Lord. glad you joined us today and thanks to Flavia Savald for being on the program. If you would like to learn more about the Jerusalem Institute of Justice, visit JIJ.org. That's JIJ.org. I think today's discussion was a really important one to understand that Israel is a thriving democracy, but like any democracy, they have issues. Uh, the, the, the Jewish majority isn't the only one who benefits from the justice system. That's the, be- that's the beauty of what Israel is. It, the justice system also benefits the minorities. And I love the work 
that JIJ is doing to, to bring to bring justice to those minorities and to help them, uh, all the people of Israel, all the all the citizens of Israel. And, and you know, if you want to support programs like JIJ, like Magan Davida Dome, which is Israel's national emergency medical disaster and ambulance service, or or Operation Life Shield, which provides bomb shelters uh, for those Israelis who live in dangerous areas, uh, I want to encourage you to give to our Israel Relief Fund, the Friends of Israel's Israel Relief Fund. And it's through that program that you can help support many different ministries. I want to encourage you, if you feel called to do this, make your check out to the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry and write in a memo line, just write the Israel Relief Fund. Uh, Any donation that you give will be a blessing to many different ministries all throughout Israel. Thank you, Chris. The Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry has been sharing the love of the Messiah and supporting Israel and the Jewish people since 1938. You can contact us at 800-345-8461, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's 800-345-8461, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallion, co-written by Sarah Fern. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. And I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.